0: Welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. Happy Friday to you. You seem to be in such a good mood, but prior to this, we were talking about the Matt Lauer thing <laughs> and David Cassidy. Maybe David I. Cassidy. I. like... What a bummer of a time we were having. I, it was a bummer. I felt like we needed to bring it up, 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 up a little. Um, I will say there is no one that I know that like has a deep love and appreciation for the Today Show like you, which I mentioned I felt was a little off-brand for you. Um, um, I've just always trusted the NBC network mm, in comparison mm-hmm, to CBS mm-hmm. or ABC or Fox to bring me my n- news. I think it's just the way that it's filmed. It always looks a little better. It's profesh. Mm-hmm. I get it. I was saying that I'm— most upset about their olympics coverage now because no one loves the olympics more than me very on brand and i i I was i was troubled i will say it i was very troubled it was alarming um and then you're it's it's like it's an immediate like no and then you read it and you're like oh you're like (laughs) like, what yeah like he was some kind of like um creep yeah the word (laughs) <laughs> creepy the word you were looking for. Yeah, but he had like that button to lock doors. Like that's mm. some evil. Yeah, it's creepy. Mastermind for nonsense. Sure. Um, you did say that Willy Geist could save us all, and I yeah. agree. I'm not but a I do think Hoda could also save us all. Oh yeah, everyone loves Hoda. Oda. Oda. <laughs> Hoda's the best. Um, so. Should we segue into, what are you fangirling over? Not, not Matt Lauer. No, <laughs> not not Matt. Um, I'm actually fangirling. I don't think I've fangirled over this yet, but Ladybird, have I talked about it? I don't it? think you have. No, okay. everyone else is fangirling over it, so yeah, great. Yeah, it's good. Lori Metcalf, obviously. What can't she do? What, uh, what can Aunt do? Will she Aunt get nominated for Oscar? Yeah. I think so. I Was, think Maybe supporting role. Was it this past uh, Emmy season or the season before where she was literally nominated for like every supporting category? It was like supporting actress, guest star. It was like crazy. She was nominated for a ton of stuff. Limited series. I think it was the the Emmy season before, but it was crazy. But it's like a coming of age story Mm -hmm. about like a 17 year old girl in Sacramento and like a tough relationship she has with her mother. Um, Her mother's just trying, trying to keep things together. Her dad. The dad lost the jo- Her job, mm. his job. Mm. Yeah, job. No, up a lot of words. <laughs> um, but it's really good. The performances are great. is not it? Isn't it setting like Rotten Tomatoes records? It's like a hundred percent fresh. I think so. Yeah, and it's like that never happens. I read a review of it that was like the person left the theater wanting to call his mom, and I was like, yeah, oh, that's an accurate review. That's sweet. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. It's like very much like a tough like love mother-daughter relationship where you're just like a teen and you want to be angsty angsty and cool mm-hmm. yeah but you also still love your mom yeah totally um well that's fun is it in wide release like can I, everyone see I it i think it is now oh it's been a few weeks since i've seen it i just forgot to talk about it <laughs> okay so are much you, is going on are you fangirling over anything else or is that it i think that's it um what are you fangirling over? i'm fangirling over i do feel like maybe i've I don't know if I fangirled about it in the past, but I've definitely talked about it in the past. But I just got caught up on this most recent season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. This is season five of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Guys, just run. Run and watch all the episodes. Like, I don't understand why people don't talk about this show. It freaking kills me. Every single week, like, there are laugh-out-loud, by-yourself moments, which I think is, like, the definition of a true hilarious show mm-hmm. if it's making you laugh out loud by yourself and I just love it I love all the characters uh Chelsea Pretty, Gina has been MIA because yeah. as you know we had babies on the same day hm, I'm back at work get on it girl um but <laughs> she is like on maternity leave on on the show and it's still it's by far my favorite comedy on television right now it is so funny charming heartwarming lovely adorable watch it Wow. Did it. A lot of descriptions.
1: <laughs> but um, you watch
0: it. You like it. No, I do. I actually watch it because I have to for work reasons. Way praises, to sell it. Uh-huh. But I do like it. I mean, I just don't watch it religiously. Oh, okay. Like a yeah. week over Did week. you watch it from the beginning? Um, I watched the first few episodes, and then I've seen, like, random ones throughout, gotcha. and then I've seen every episode this season so mm-hmm. far, except last week. Okay. I'm a little behind. Don't want, you don't want me to spoil ah. it? Um, also, they have a Corgi. What? Also, I heard they might be getting canceled, though. I know. See, this is my thing. It's like, it's five seasons. I get it. Shows start to, like, wane. It won the Golden Globe. Remember, Andy Samberg won the Golden Globe. Oh, I and remember the show. because I was angry about it. I, was, <laughs> yes. I support Andy Samberg, yeah. but I was very surprised because it, the show had just started. Just started. Here's the thing, though, guys. The Golden Globes aren't easily... Sweet, um, it's very very easy. Like Mine has inside <laughs> to information of random things pop up where you're like, what? Because those people at the Hollywood Foreign Press, they like presents and they like going to lunch with people. Anyway, so just I? saying, just saying. Um, but it's an amazing show. It's a tragedy, a tragedy if it gets canceled. It is. I will. Say, mm, mm, oh wait, mm, what? what? say saying. <laughs> it is on the same level to me as Parks and Rec. I mean, like, no, that's No, fine. But, but in the way that, like, it never got the audience that it deserved. Like, I feel like yeah. it might be one of those shows where, it'll, like, every year it's, like, on the bubble. And then when it finally does get canceled, people are going to be like, this is the greatest show ever. And yeah. I'm going to be here being like, yeah. It is a good, like, told ensemble cast Yes, as well. that's the best. Like, like, Parks and Rec. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see Parks and Rec for Black Friday it did, like, a huge auction? No. With all of their items. Okay. Where were you? What I was looking at them <laughs> during a meeting, and I couldn't find anything affordable for us. So, mm. all right, I understand. Um, is that it? Are we fangirling over anything else? No. Um, I will say really quick. R. I. P. David Cassidy. I'm literally staring at a poster of him, just being a total feathered-haired dreamboat, and it makes me sad. I know. It's very. I'm very a huge fan of the Partridge Family. Upsetting. I know. We. I mean, we talked about it. We I have not talked him. about it. I, uh, he just. Look at him. Uh, See, angel. I always forget he's there because he's behind me. I always look at a Dolly Parton Yeah, poster. you start Dolly. Um, yeah, but for my inspiration. For your inspiration. I get it. I just feel like now I have a, I have a guardian angel. He's just smiling, <laughs> smiling down at me. Um, okay, so shall we get into the ep? Okay, we are back home. We're staying here. We're staying local. But people are coming to us now. Uh-huh. Um, so we've done Hawaii. We did Europe. <laughs> Hawaii. We did Disney. Um, we got to do L.A. because you know what? It's a destination. We might not think so because we live here and we're like, "Mm, L.A., whatever. Hooray for Hollywood. Hooray for Hollywood. I mean, we moved here. We were excited about it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm still (laughs) excited about it. I know. Are you kidding? Other people want to come here too. Um, So should we jump right into? We're going to jump right into one we hated. So we when we were doing our research for this, there are a lot of shows that come to Los Angeles. Because um, most of them are filmed in Los Angeles. Yes. It's also a little, sometimes a little tricky because a lot of things are just filmed here. By the way, I was telling my father about these episodes, and he uh, t- reminded me that the Honeymooners also went to Los Angeles. And I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, Dan. We're good. Um, cool. But So we started by watching Seinfeld. Now – if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that Natalie is not a fan of Seinfeld. Like a vocal opponent. I have reasons to, to tell them. Remind uh, my the people. Number one. <laughs> number two, the theme song and the interlude music. Yes. Mm-hmm. Number three, sometimes Jerry. I just need George and Elaine. I've That's, said it a thousand times. Yes. So then in watching these shows, which are Seinfeld The Trip, One and Two. What was probably your biggest criticism? Oh, my God. It was a (laughs) Kramer-centric two-part episode, and (laughs) Elaine was not in either of them. No, and there's a reason for it. She was on maternity leave, speaking of. Um, But, all right, should we set the stage? I'll read it. When Jerry's asked to appear on The Tonight Show in Los Angeles, George accompanies him to look for Kramer. Kramer is arrested when he is mistaken for a serial killer... After he is exonerated, Jerry, George, and he return to New York. Honestly, that doesn't sound like a bad episode when no. you read it that way. No. So essentially, Kramer is now an actor. He's decided to start acting. He yes. moves to Los Angeles. He lives in a like shitty apartment with old Hollywood wannabes. Yes. I don't know. Like stereotypical. Yes. Did you has feel beens? like the crazy old lady who lives next to him was very like? Baby Jane. Yeah. I was just like, why are we ripping on Betty Davis right now? Like, no. Um, And so, and he's just being his Kramer stuff all over the place so a nightmare he's auditioning he was on murphy brown which i loved a little shout out to murphy yeah brown. i was very excited i thought we were gonna get some murphy brown in yeah, there mm-hmm. but we didn't we did not um i will say my only favorite part of these two-part episodes is the montage where he's auditioning for the commercials <laughs> one of, my number one question do people <laughs> ever audition in a group of five or six shoulder to shoulder all moving at the same time i don't know that feels like a lot it was weird um. Yes, and so he he's acting. He's got this whole side storyline. He meets this girl, and of course he has a script. He's trying to like show everyone his treatment. Um, I think what would have made this episode more interesting is to focus on that treatment. Yes, what was that about? What was the treatment about? I want to know. Um, and then unfortunately, this woman ends up getting killed, <laughs> very strangled, strangled. sitcommy. Um and then somehow Kramer like gets associated with it because she oh, had she her has treatment the, the headshot yes and, and mm-hmm. she has it on her person Meanwhile, uh, George and Jerry go to Los Angeles because Jerry's going to be on The Tonight Show, as mentioned, and they're staying in a hotel room together in, in queen beds, um, and it's as if George has never been to a hotel before. He's like, look at the mini soaps in the shower yeah. cap, and I'm like, what? That's just normal He's hotel He's super excited, sinks. but then he takes charge because the maid comes in, mm-hmm. and he has requests about, like, and there's a whole debate about fitted sheets. Should they be tucked or untucked? Yes, the maid looks exactly like Demi Moore in Ghost. Yep. it's. I thought it was thought her. It's funny that you have that note because I thought so too and we didn't even talk about it. Um, I was like, is that Demi Moore? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was weird. Yes. Um, and it's just, the whole thing feels so elevated. Like it feels like this, these two part episodes should be at the end of Seinfeld. Like when people start to become caricatures of themselves. Mm-hmm. But this is what, like season four, season five? Like yeah. it's kind of in the middle. And I was just like, No. I was texting my husband the whole time, who was a huge Seinfeld fan, loved it. And I was just like, I don't get it. I don't I don't understand. And I've always been sort of a casual viewer of Seinfeld. I've liked it. I like what I see. I understand its importance. I understand, like, mm-hmm. the brilliance of Larry David. Like, I get it. But these particular episodes, I was like, no, absolutely not. I think these episodes taught us we need Julia. Yeah, she needs to like level them out because they're, when it's just the guys together, they all get kind of manic and like their hate and their ridiculousness is like too much. Um, I will say, speaking of hate, they hate LA. Why? Surprise. Why? why? New Yorkers hate LA. I know. We'll talk about that a little bit more too. There's more to come with some some other episodes. But um, one other thing that was fun for me. Fred Savage is in this episode, <laughs> uh, like a teen Fred Savage, yeah. And I have a note that just says, "Is Fred Savage stalking me in the past too? Like I was like, what? i didn't I didn't know. And so Kramer like sees Fred Savage at a coffee shop, and gives him his treatment in the most awkward, uncomfortable scene I've ever seen. Yeah. I hate it. Um, But this was, like, actually based on a real thing that happened, right? Yeah, like, one of the writers had this experience with Richard Dreyfuss. (laughs) Like, they basically bombarded them in a bookstore and was like, hey, read my thing. Which is, like, I think the number one rule in L.A., you oh, do yeah. not do that. I do feel like that used to be a thing, like, people would, like, drive around with, like, their scripts in their trunk and then just give it to people. And I don't feel like that's Gross. a thing anymore. Like, ew. Um, although, I <laughs> saw a quick sidebar about that, my husband once was in a, a, a lift and he and the lift driver were talking about something, and it came up that Eric is a writer. And <laughs> this guy, like, somehow, like, got Eric's contact information or, like, just – Googled him and, like, emailed him randomly and sent him his script. <laughs> and I was like... Wait, never though, talk Was about, it good? It, uh, no. It was, uh, like, it was a comedy script. And it was, like, 100 pages long. Like, a, a normal product, produced episode should be, like, 29 pages. It was, like, 75. <laughs> um, but it wasn't good either. Unfortunately, that would have been I great. I mean, so bad it's good wouldn't it be acceptable I mean, also? maybe. Um, but so... The other thing that really bothered me about these episodes, other than the hate for Los Angeles, was the fact that the whole Strangler serial killer storyline, I thought, was like a television show being filmed. Like the way that the cops were acting and everything like seemed so heightened, I thought they were going to pull back and all be of like, the, like miscellaneous actors they mm-hmm. hired to be like L.A. residents. Yeah. It, they were so annoying. Yeah. So loud yes everyone was very loud very over the top and just like not funny no (laughs) the whole like kramer guys yeah okay so i've I've made up a a theory that kramer is urkel without the heart because people there was a shot in this episode kramer was literally just looking at himself in the mirror nothing had started yet and people were laughing and i was like why are you laughing? You just think looking at him is so funny. Like, Ur- like Erkel's supposed to look nerdy and goofy. Yeah, and people laugh at him just for that. But then, like Urkel has like redeeming qualities because it's like a family sitcom. Yeah, and he whereas means Kramer well. has none. You know. I listened to your your criticism and your feedback, and I sort of applied that while watching these episodes, and I I get it. I see what you're saying. Like, he's just manic. I think it's because, like, this is a show about nothing. Yes. We have these normal people that complain about stuff. Let's just throw in, like, a fun character to balance it out. I don't understand it. (laughs) Um, It just doesn't work for me. No, I get it. So all in all, they go on, you know, Jerry goes on The Tonight Show. He doesn't do great. He weirdly blames the maid at the hotel. Um, and George, being George, like, uh, accosts, um, you know, the two guest stars that are on The Tonight Show. One who is um, Corbin Burnson, who was on L.A. Law. And I was like, oh! <gasps> Like, I forget about L.A. Law sometimes, and then I remember, and I'm like, "Oh." oh there was yes. a moment where I thought, "Oh yeah, Cheers was still on." Oh yeah, when George this, went. Uh-huh. When this yeah. Aired. yeah, it's um, it's a weird time. It's like early '90s. Um, yeah. but I was like, "What a weird cast of people to be on the Tonight Show." Yeah, there was a great moment, a great casting moment that we get at the end. Yes, Clint Howard, mm-hmm. the best Howard. The- <laughs> We'll talk about some more Howards later on. Um, oh, yeah. We've yeah. got both Howards. Both full, full Howard in this episode. Um, but, yes, Clint Howard, otherwise known as Ron Howard's brother, um, and in, has been in a lot of other things. He plays, He's in everything. He's, he, he plays a car thief that um, somehow gets mixed up in all of this, and, spoiler, ends up being the true serial killer. But, of course, Jerry and George accidentally, like, let him go out of the police car. Yeah, and they're it's in just, the police car at... Nothing worked for me. No, and in the shooting of it, L.A., it looked like L.A. in, like, the 70s. Like, it looked super dated. Yeah. I don't know. It was just very strange to me. Guys, my desperation level – like an 8. Yeah, I'd say 7 or 8. And I think, to your point, the 70s, like LA, they only shot, like, on a few street corners mm-hmm. that were very, like, busy and dirty. Well, you know why? Because <laughs> it was the valley. Um, yeah. And the valley used to be, like, real grimy and grungy. And now where they were on Ventura is, like, super cool and kind of shishi. But back then it was, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, not where you want to be. Um, and you could really tell why in these episodes. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to say it. My desperation level, 8. Yeah. Not a fan. Do you think they only did it because they needed some sort of excuse for Elaine not to be there? Maybe, but there are several other episodes during this time where she's not there. And they just are normally in New York? Mm-hmm. I don't know. This was the season opener, too. Ugh. Also, Bad. a lot more of Jerry doing his stand-up in these episodes. Wasn't it usually just kind of like oh, at yeah, the beginning and the end? There was a the whole like, side story about how he lost his napkin and messed up his joke because yeah. the maid threw out the napkin and— you know, you, know what what I mean? well, you know what, Jerry? It probably wasn't that funny anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? How they normally just like have him bookend doing his act at yeah, like the did. beginning? Yeah. I felt like there was some in the middle, and it was strange. Yeah, it I was don't... kind of like Seinfeld the movie. Things don't make sense anymore. Like They lose that original format. Yes, totally.
1: <laughs> okay. Like, sh-
0: Why wouldn't they bookend it w- like doing stand-up about his trip to L.A.? I, mean, uh, I don't know. Uh...
1: <laughs> I <laughs> <have> questions?
0: Questions? <laughs> we have some <laughs> questions. Okay, so overall, guys, we didn't like it. If you like Seinfeld, I'm sorry. Tell us why. Like email us. Defend these episodes. Yeah, defend episodes without Elaine because yes. we understand those. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Should we move into uh, something we actually like? Yes. And another Howard. Another Howard uh, vehicle. Whew. Happy days. Happy days. So Marvin, I haven't watched this in a while. I was excited. You were. I was too. Did you watch it as a kid? Yeah. Nick and Night. Yeah. We're, As a kid, I was under the impression that this show was actually from the 50s and 60s. Like, that's what I thought. Like, I didn't understand. Yeah, I don't think I ever really thought about it Um, too much. And then I remember, like, understanding who Ron Howard was and was like, wait, he's not as old as I thought he should be if he was on television in the 50s. Like, it was very confusing to me. But okay, so the Cunninghams pack their bags to accompany the Fawns to California after a famous talent scout thinks he's found the next James Dean and invites his coolness to Hollywood <laughs> for a screen test. This is a three parter. Three parter. Also starts the season, I believe. Um, um, first of all, the theme songs gotta be one of the all time greatest theme songs. It's in my I head. I could not skip it. I had to sing it all three times. Yeah. It's so enjoyable. Also, the theme song at the end you know how they like will be like and mm. featuring chachi or whatever yeah just like the instrumental yeah like, like, it's like a little different it's a little jazzy it's fun and it's just like it puts you in the mood for this show immediately like instantly you're like yeah happy days i get it yeah <laughs> I mean, appropriately I named. happy days yeah, it's appropriately named. I miss shows in syndication. We need more of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just had a, an idea. If Hillary Clinton had used this theme song for, like, part of her presidential campaign, would she have won? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so exciting. So uplifting. Like, I mean, yeah, using a TV theme for your song, that's so genius. It's so genius. <laughs> what would you use? Oh, man, I got to think about it. That's stressful. Yeah. maybe this I'm kind of panicking I'm thinking it. about it yeah don't ask me questions question that you don't know the answer to <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, okay so as mentioned in the description basically these two LA talent scouts get stuck in Milwaukee on their way to Chicago their limo breaks down and they stop in Arnold's to find a mechanic and who's the mechanic? Fonzie um, and so they're trying to like get him to fix their thing, and of course he's just doing all his Fonzie stuff. Kissing girls. Kissing girls, dancing, like snapping, and girls are just like smooching him on the cheek and stuff. And the town scout's like, wait, what? Who is this wait, guy this? over here? We're looking for a James Dean type. I think it's this guy. The magnetism. The star quality. He was he was amazed. Yeah. So he convinces Fonzie to come to Los Angeles to do this screen test. And Fonzie gets to bring everyone he wants. Everyone. I mean, the entire Cunningham family ends mm-hmm. up going. Yes, Ralph, Potsy, mm-hmm. like everybody's gone. Ralph Mouth. one is of the best Ralph, characters is Ralph Mouth a human Fozzie Bear that's like not as funny. I think so. I think so too. Uh-huh. Ralph Mouth. Fun to say. Also, just Potsy. Uh, Potsy sang at one point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, why does he sing? <laughs> so they all go there. They get to the hotel. Mr. Cunningham is wearing this, like, amazing tropical shirt. Um, and and just, knee socks at one point. Yes. Um. So, the first, basically, the whole first episode is set at the beach. Yeah, it's them having a good time. The beach is overcrowded. Crazy. I was wondering the same thing. I'm like, what beach is this? They're just constantly stepping on each other. Yes, there were too many people. And of course, Fonzie is wearing his jacket and boots at the beach, like just being with a tank top and short. And, like, swim swimsuits. trunks. Yes. And he's there. He immediately, like, has a corral of ladies. Um, and, you know, Richie f- somehow, like, literally stumbles over some girl that's, like, very sweet. And yep. he ends up, like, hanging out with her. Joni ends up doing, like, a cheer lift with all of these guys. Yeah. Who are, sh- who are supposedly, like, weightlifters, but they yeah. just look like average guys. No. Bottom line, everyone is living their best life. Yeah, like everyone is having a great Mr. Cunningham is mad. Mrs. Cunningham isn't is wearing a bathing suit cover because he paid twenty dollars for that swimsuit, Uh not because he wants to see her body or anything. No, not at all. Are they like the least asexual, like or the most asexual like couple on television? Maybe I feel like I've never seen them like interact or like touch (laughs) or or anything. Um, But so everyone's having their best life until Mr. California Cool. California Cool. California Cool comes along. California Cool is this guy who is a champion water skier. And he's water skiing by on the ocean. He like drops his ski and like gets onto the beach and he's like hey ladies pay attention to me but they're all in love with the Fonz now obviously and he's like the A-team's here and so he and Fonzie kind of start to like verbally tussle and is like we gotta settle who's the cooler guy we're gonna do it in a manly way with water skiing (laughs) and so he like challenges the Fonz to a water skiing competition and that's how that's how we leave (laughs) episode one and I was just like yes I am here for everything that is happening. Also, this gentleman is wearing, Mr. California Cool, is wearing a sweatshirt covered in patches, which I thought yes. you might like. And I was all, very into. all of those patches came from him winning water skiing competitions. Yeah. But it doesn't feel believable that no. he would win so many. <laughs> no. I was wondering is water skiing in the ocean a real thing? Like, can you do that? Yeah, probably. It seems scary. I wouldn't do it. I I mean, I've water skied a lot on lakes in the Midwest. Have you ever water skied? No. You've never water I skied? I can't swim that well. Why would I water ski? Oh, water skiing's fun. It's really hard to kind of get up the first time, but once you do, it's great. And when you can, like, get in and out of the wake, never wakeboarded. I'm, I'm a lazy river person. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like a good lazy Just, river. Like, sitting there. Are these only Midwest things? Are we saying things people don't know No, about? lazy rivers are everywhere. But, like, at a hotel, like, at a pool? Or, like, are you talking an actual lazy river? Both. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Do they have a lazy river in California? We might have to Google. We'll find it. Anyway, so the second part, they go to Paramount, which is where they actually shoot Happy Days. Yes. So they're mm-hmm. just going to work. Also, very close to your home. Yes. Yeah. I really liked watching these episodes because everything was close to my home. Yes. hmm And they go to the screen test. And Richie's been helping Fonzie rehearse his lines, so somehow he gets like involved in the he's scene. Like, yeah, he's also memorized them all. Yeah. I really liked how um, Fonzie felt like he was the only cool guy, the next James Dean, and then there were about eight yeah. other guys. I'm like, yeah, that's Hollywood, mm-hmm, pretty much. Yeah. So he and Richie do their scene. I think we have a clip. Yeah, should we play it? All the colors! Action. All right, Rich. Take it away. The cops are looking for you. When are you going to learn? Learn, I'm learning. It is a rough world out there, and I'm going to get me a piece if I have to use my bare hands or not, dig it? Always using your fists. You're learning nothing, bucko. My number one question from the scene is, was it good? Because they thought it was. (laughs) The power! I don't know. I was... Do you – were you amazed by the fact of how much just audience clapping there is for Fonzie? Yeah. Like, in general, like, not a laugh track. Like, people straight up clap when he enters, leaves. He's a king. He he was amazing. Like, and it's so funny when you actually think about Henry Winkler and then, like, when you've seen Henry Winkler on Parks and Recreation as, like, a nerdy doctor, like – The fact that anyone would thought that he was, like, so cool is just, like, very comical to me. Mm -hmm. But he was super cool, and he was, like, very sort of sentimental and heartfelt, and, like, he was, like, a really good friend. (laughs) You love the Fonz. I do. I love the Fonz. I was totally won over by the Fonz. Um, But anyway, what ends up happening is the Fonz, like, you know, they think that he's going to get this contract, that he's going to be the next James Dean. No. No. They like Richie. (laughs) Which is weird. I know he probably did a better job, but they were looking for a James Dean. So are they wanting Richie for something else? Yeah, I couldn't figure that out. They did say that his face reminded them of apple pie, and I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, I get that. When you think, like, America, at, like, around you this think time. Ron Howard? <laughs> you think Ron Howard. You think Richie Cunningham. I mean, he, like, grew up. He, like, defined American television. <laughs> Can we change the American flag and all the stars <laughs> are just Ron Howard's <laughs> face? Like, in various phases of his life, <laughs> yeah. and now it just ends with, like, bald director Ron Howard. Or just, like, one big Ron <laughs> Howard. That's fine. I'm in on that. I love that no, idea. One big Ron Howard and then, like, little Clint Howards around. <laughs> All around him? Like, the original one with the circle? Yes. Yeah. I'm into that. This is great. Okay, we did it. We're on to something. Um, so, now Richie's got a, he's got a tough decision. Does yeah. he tell the funds? What happens? Like, does he sign this contract? End of part two. End of part two. One of the most genius things to recap two po- episodes for this third part was the postcard Arnold received, and he's just reading it. That so was genius. genius. Mm-hmm. It was a very, very good uh, execution. Yeah. On, instead of just like a voiceover summary, yeah, he was like, "Wow, the Fonz is doing this, uh-huh. and Rich is doing that." Also, to like get him involved in the show, he was yeah. very into it. So, part three, guys, iconic, iconic. It literally is iconic. It has, def- it has defined a phrase that what do you what percentage of people do you think know that this phrase comes from this episode of television 10 10% <laughs> <Yeah>. interesting so <laughs> california cool they tie in their in their water skiing race it's a, it's a slalom race they both they do it in 20 seconds mm-hmm. now to to break the tie you got to do something big you got to do something bold you got to do something grand what are you going to do? You're going to jump a shark. Jump the shark. So in episode one, a shark has been captured off off, off the beach. It's and, just living in a circle? Yeah, it's living in a circle. They say that there's like a cage, and then the oceanography people are going to come and get it. I don't know. It feels very they loose. They never show. They never show. It doesn't feel like something that actually happens. Anyway, We're sure that shark was... Like beaten or something, like something wrong yes. has happened. Uh, so for all three of these episodes, there's literally a shark like twenty feet off the beach, just <laughs> while everyone's around. having their best day, everyone's living their best life. There's like a man-eating shark, like just circling around, and so like building up anger. Yeah, we learn that maybe one of Fozzie's, Fozzie's <laughs> weaknesses is sharks. He seems a little scared. He's not really into it. No. He's a Midwest kid. He's never seen a shark. I get it. I was terrified of sharks. Yes. I mean, I still definitely am oh, scared yeah. of sharks. I don't I'm not an ocean kid. Um no so, fuck octopuses. <laughs> Octopi. They're very smart. Did you know yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. They're too smart. Super smart. They're smarter than me. Mm. <laughs> I don't need them in my life. <laughs> so Mr. California cool challenges Fonzie to jump this shark. And Fonzie's like Alright, I guess. Patsy's like his hot, his hype man. He's like, he's not scared of anything. He Ugh. can do it. Patsy like, <laughs> is such an embarrassment. <laughs> I don't know why I like him. Um but so Mr. California Cool gets out there. Chickens out. Chickens Can't do out. it. No. Can't jump that truck. Ponzi gets out there, jacket and boots still on. <laughs> still on. The water skis. Yes. He is water skiing in his leather jacket. Richie's driving the boat. They've made up. They had a little they had a little falling out over this Hollywood contract life. Yeah. They make up. Richie does Fonzie Proud. Fonzie jumps the shark. Now... He's California cool now. He's now Mr. California cool. Now, jumping the shark has become a phrase that is synonymous with, like, shit went crazy, right? It's like, now, like, things were on track, and then all of a sudden, like, whoa, you jumped the shark. Like, I don't understand what's happening anymore. This is insane. My favorite part about this is that a couple years ago, Henry Winkler tweeted that was, like, just as a reminder... After we jumped the shark, shark, we were still a number one show for five years. <laughs> like, I love that. Like, okay, everyone. So I did do a little bit of research. Henry Winkler, was an avid water skier. He actually did all of these. So he, like, encouraged this to happen. His dad did, actually. His dad, like, planted the idea. And he did all of his own water skiing. (gasps) He didn't jump a shark. Oh. (laughs) But the whole time, like, that's really him. And I'm like, was he really? And boots? Yes, water skiing in his leather jacket. Like, the whole thing. He's really doing it. I was very fascinated by the life preserver that, like, went around the waist. It's not a jacket. Mm -hmm. But he was already wearing a jacket. So he probably didn't need another life preserver on top. Of it. But you guys, like this has to be in the top 10 most iconic episodes of television. Like we have a saying from this episode that everyone says, and it's just like, he jumped a shark, guys. I'm <laughs> like, watch it. I don't know. My desperation level on this is so low because they're such fun episodes. And yeah. they're having the best. It's time. low and it was really easy for them to do. Oh yeah. They just were, they were there. Yeah, they were already um, here. I also really liked that Richie couldn't decide if he wanted to take this path of, Mm -hmm. like, stardom or go to college and be a journalist. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know. Actors make, like, $200 a week. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? Well, this was I, was— I mean, it's a different time. Yeah, but I was also confused because I feel like the contract system with the studio had kind of ended by this point. Yeah, I don't feel like you'd be getting a weekly salary. No, and also just very dramatically throwing his contract into the ocean at the end. Loved. Mm, like Loved. no, <laughs> I don't want this life. Loved. I'd recommend everyone watch these. Yes. Had, I had to watch them on Vimeo. Is yes, that where you watched mm-hmm, them? I did. Yeah. Super fun. Had the commercials from TV Land like 10 years ago included. It was super, super fun. And at the very end, Arnold, he only wanted one thing from L.A. He wants Mickey Mouse ears with his name on it. And I was like, yeah. Which is technically Anaheim, and they did not have time to go there. No, but he got them. We don't question. It's okay. It just... You guys watch them. It's very heartfelt and lovely, and just like really charming. I've, I really enjoyed I really watching like Happy them. Days. The end. The end. End of sentence. Do we watch all eleven seasons of Happy Days? Uh, <laughs> eleven, crazy. No, too much. All right, shall we move on to our next show? Okay. Moving forward in time. Yes. To the year two thousand. The millennium. In the year two thousand. <laughs> I have to do it every time. It's fun. Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. Two parter. Escape from New York. And sex and another city. Okay. Carrie, Miranda, and Samantha feel out of place in Los Angeles. Meanwhile, in New York, bedroom matters get worse for Charlotte and Trey. And then part two. Carrie learns the truth about the agent she had an affair with, and Samantha's bag gets stolen at the Playboy Mansion party, and also Charlotte joins the girls. Yes. A lot happens in these. A lot happens in these. I will also say... You know, you guys did your whole Sex in the City mm-hmm. c- series because I am not super familiar with Sex in the City. Right. That's maybe not the best way to say it. I just haven't watched the whole thing. Like, I have seen probably in total, let's call it 20 episodes of Sex in the City, okay. which is like a decent yeah, amount. Yeah, it's a decent amount. I'm very familiar with the characters. Like, I understand what's going on. These episodes kind of made me, like, straight up angry because they shit on Los Angeles the whole time. The, the whole, whole time. time. Well, New York is the fifth character of Sex in the City trail. So they have to hate it. Yes. I don't. I do think they hate it a little too hard. Yeah. They hate it so hard. Um especially Miranda. Cause because she like goes on a date with this her old friend yes. who used to live in New York and he's kind of gone more LA. Mm-hmm. Well, he also has an eating disorder. <laughs> yes. But she just wants to like shit on LA with him and he's doesn't want to. He yeah. likes it here. Right. And it's I don't know. It's gross. I mean, this is a very classic tension, right, yes. between L.A. and New York. I'm going to say it. I don't like New York. And I will not say that I'm like an L.A. person. Like I'm, you know, middle of, middle America, like grew up in Minnesota. I just always feel like everyone in New York is like waiting, you, waiting to tell you to go fuck yourself. And I'm like, slow your roll. Like I calm mean, down. I like that, but <laughs> I haven't spent enough time in New York to officially decide. But yeah. I like it here because I can have a bigger apartment. Yeah, you can. You can have a much bigger apartment. You can spend that, that's the answer right a there. little less money and the weather's better. I mean, yeah. I get that. That's my thing. It's like but public transit over there. True. I mean, but so that's the thing. Like, they are on vacation and it's like gorgeous in LA the whole time they're there. They're staying at the Standard on sunset, which is still there. The fish tank models yes. are in the lobby. They don't do that anymore. I don't think I've been to the Standard. Um, but it's beautiful and like everyone they see is beautiful like they're just like but i think that's a reason why they don't like it (sighs) everything is too beautiful it doesn't have an edge and you can't smoke in a lot of the places (laughs) yeah so this is 2000 smoking has been banned and um, we've talked about it before i mean i think like the creme de la creme of like television smokers is sarah paulson yes i don't believe sjp as like a real smoker and i said it's just the episode because she doesn't get to smoke a lot yeah there are good smoking episodes from carrie bradshaw Mm. okay so the whole reason they go on vacation is because carrie's column is potentially going to be optioned as a movie and so she comes out there she gets like you know Free rooms or something. Why does everyone always get free rooms? I want a free room. That's not real. That's not real. And she immediately meets with a junior executive to discuss the optioning of her column. And who is that junior executive? Sarah Michelle Gellar. Looking amazing. It was during Buffy. That was my thing. Immediately I was like, can you please Google when did Buffy end? Why is she on the show? (laughs) My favorite thing about this is she's... Okay, Sarah uh, Sarah Jessica Parker is having a conversation with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Too many people. Too many names. No, wait. Two people, six names. Then in their conversation, I mean their characters, but in their conversation, they say Jennifer loves something. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. Yeah. Should we just retitle our back in the day babes to Jennifer loves something? Yeah. Uh, But like from a three-named person to a three-named person not being able to name a three-named person. (laughs) I love that. Um, but, yeah, she plays the junior executive, and she tells Carrie that someone is interested in optioning in or being a part of it, and who is that person? Matthew McConaughey? Like, Carrie keeps ask, or guessing, like, Drew Barrymore, like, female yeah. actresses, and they're like, no, it's Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. It's failure to launch your future. <laughs> Oh, my God, I forgot about that movie. Not good. But he is so blonde and so young. So blonde, so young. Looks great. But, like, a, a completely ramped up version of himself. Like, I think he's probably a lot in person anyway. Yeah. But, like, uncomfortable. Like yeah, I, He was blonder than Carrie, too. He was so blonde. So and blonde. tanned. My theme for this, these, both of these episodes is just, ew. Like, I must have said, ew, 50 times while we were watching this together because it was just like everyone was just very over the top. Like there's like a <laughs> dildo model and I was just like, ew, he had okay, a mustache, Okay, if you're a dildo model, you're not putting your own face on the box. No, no one wants that. No one I wants t- that. No one wants anyone's face on a dildo box. I don't think. If you're just like an average guy. <laughs> I feel like maybe people would want it if it was a celebrity or something. <laughs> I mean maybe, but like huh? – when we got down this, this path, <laughs> you did ask me if the Hustler store actually really still it's, existed. It does. It does. It's on Sunset. Um, but so she meets with Matthew McConaughey. He's a lot. Um, and then they decide to go to a party. They go to a party. They get denied mm-hmm. for the after party. Mm-hmm. But Carrie runs into a fancy man representing Matt Damon, played by Vince Vaughn. Who looks good for Vince Vaughn? Okay. Really good. Mm-hmm. He looks young, very like unweathered. Like, yeah, he looks I'm into great. It. He is a giant man. He's like 6'6, six, six, and she's super she's tiny. so small. Um, but they go into this party, mm-hmm. and Samantha Jones meets her hero. Hero. She fangirled. Yeah. Hard. Hugh Hefner. Mm-hmm. They like have a drink together with some of the bunnies. Like, things happen. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a good time. Oh, it's a good time. He invites them to the Playboy Mansion, later. But meanwhile, they, it seems like they are in Los Angeles for like six months. Like they're there a very long time, but yeah. I think it's only a week. Yeah, I like think a, it's only a week or two. A lot is happening, but it's just like that's a long time to be in LA. It's also a long time to like get waxed. Oh, also need to say the door, the person running the door at the party was... <laughs> yeah. The actress who plays Jan Brady in the Brady Bunch movies. <laughs> Natalie was very, very she excited about great. it. She great. I was very excited. I was trying to point at the screen and be like, oh, look. And Natalie was like, yeah, it's the girl from the Brady yeah, Bunch stop movies. stop talking. And I was like, no, it's the arc light. <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> the movie theater we go to all like, the time. I don't care. <laughs> it's like the dome. Where are they? We can figure this out. Um, but sadly, Carrie spends the whole, most of the week with Vince Vaughn. They're canoodling all yeah. over, making he has out. M- millions, supposedly. Millions. They go to visit a so, house. It's gorgeous. Yeah. He and has during a great this car. time, Charlotte joins the group. She's tired of her marriage already, that mm-hmm. has just begun. Yep. And they're like living the life. Yep. Um, Samantha bought a knockoff bag. Yes. They end up going to the valley to look at more, which is a very sad situation. Yep. Mm-hmm. They leave again. The it's valley creepy. way sadder before. hmm. It's creepy. And then they end up at the Playboy Mansion. Yes. So, Carrie has come to realize that Vince Vaughn is a fraud. Um, He's actually an assistant. To Carrie Fisher. To Carrie Fisher, who is in the episode. That's the best part of the episode. And it's amazing. He also is an assistant to Penny Marshall. He's driving her car. Yeah, because they're best friends. And then also Ben Affleck, (laughs) which I was like, how? What? That that doesn't make any sense. Um, But yes, Carrie Fisher makes an appearance. Carrie Bradshaw is like running away they're going to the playboy mansion they get there samantha is convinced that someone steals her knockoff fendi purse she accuses a bunny and it turns out that the bunny bunny's purse is real yeah and like hef gets involved they all get kicked out Get kicked out it's very Uh, sad (laughs) i love when they go to the grotto for the second for like just a minute Uh and miranda says something about tit soup yeah, there's a line boobs. of the show. Mm, I was like, oh yeah, HBO. There's a lot of boobs. I forgot about that. Um, they <laughs> so. have to prove their HBO. Yeah. The B and HBO is for boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but they get kicked out. And then they just like go back to New York. I don't know. like Carrie decides she doesn't want to like option this. She doesn't want to be in you LA, know, like meetings person, like they hate Los Angeles, but I think they had Like, a true Los Angeles crazy experience. Oh, you do? Because you can come to L.A. and just, like, see the sights or something. But if you just know one person, Mm -hmm. you can end up in the most bizarre place. Totally. And have a crazy night. Oh, yeah. And I feel like they accomplish that. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Because they, like, go to the hot, like, the Playboy Mansion. Like, they do. They check a lot of boxes. Mm -hmm. But, like, do they like it? No, they don't. That's my thing. I'm like, guys, you're on vacation. Like, like it. Don't, don't hate vacation. You know what I mean? Like, you're not working. You're not living your normal life. Like, even if you're, like, I don't know, somewhere random, go to, like, Houston. Like, have a good time. Like, what? This is the point like, of vacation. Like, you can find something you like. Yes. And, like, it's gorgeous outside. There are gorgeous dudes to stare at. Stop shitting on it. Ah, oh, man, <laughs> you got really defensive. I did. I got, I don't know. I just, like, my thing is just, like, you're on vacation. Like it. That's it. That's all I got. Ugh. All right, you desperation. Know? Four, five. It's early. It's season three. Yeah, um, it feels possible. Feel, yeah, it felt right. It feels right. It feels. It proves like they're New York girls. They have to yeah. go back to the city. Yeah, they have sex in it. <laughs> at one point I was like, "Wait, her shoes don't match." And you go, "Don't question it." Pat Fields is a genius. And I was yep. like, oh, okay. Yeah, you don't question it." I know, I will say I did like her Dior rings. I was oh, like, "Can I get God. those now?" Like oh, that feels I very now. I will say right after I got mad at you, I was like, "Okay, but Samantha looks crazy." She was wearing she looked like she a- was wearing like cheap blue sequins. She looked like a porn smurf. Yeah. Like she was it wearing was not great. a full body blue sequin Also, too. there was kind of a lot of slut shaming in this episode, yeah. which I thought was very weird for them. Yes. Because um, Miranda wants to be like more sexy, like all of these LA girls. And they're like, look at this girl. She just screams sex because she was wearing a dress. And Carrie's like, no, that's a hooker. But she was actually a lawyer for Disney. <laughs> for Disney. yeah. Like, what? It felt very off brand. Yeah. At the very end, Miranda rides a bull at the Saddle Ranch, yeah, okay. which is actually right across from the standard. So I felt like, I'm like, okay, great, that's believable. Also, you can get can- cotton candy there. <gasps> I like cotton candy at a bar. Fun, (laughs) I know it's kind of shitty, but whatever. It's it's fun. You got to do it one time. All right, we're gonna move on to people that liked LA and really liked coming here on vacation and had the best time. Guys, I love Lucy season four, Hollywood at last. Now this is actually part of like a long road trip series. Like, start driving to LA mid season four Mm -hmm. then they're here for a while throughout a little of season five so we just kind of chose one with the word Hollywood in it right we know there are more they like go to Chinese Gramen in one yes there's like a bunch of stuff going on they also then go to Palm Springs like they like do California and I do really want to watch all of these now so while Ricky heads to a meeting at the film studio Lucy and the Mertzes go celebrity hunting and Lucy finds trouble when she meets William Holden and Eve Arden while having lunch at the Brown Derby restaurant in Hollywood Right off the bat, I got very excited because they're, like, pulling into Los Angeles. They're pulling into their hotel, and I'm like, huh, what street is that? Oh, that's the Avalon Hotel. We drive by it every day. Like, immediately, <laughs> I, I was just not like, I did not notice at all. I recognized it. It wasn't – it only recently has been called the Avalon. It used to be called the Beverly Carlton. Is it the one – I think I know what I'm seeing here. Is it, like, kind of – It's it a, a white, checkerboard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We Same. literally drive by it every, every single day. day. And they did really film there, and they only shot the exterior shot. But Yeah, I, because – the hotel room is their usual set, right? It's their house. Yeah, it's their house. They just like <laughs> threw in like a like a and Hollywood gave them backdrop. The most bizarre Hollywood window view. Yeah. Nothing made sense. It's like I see the Hollywood sign, I see this, I see this, but there's it's impossible yeah. to see all of those things out of one window. Yes, none of those none of those things like exist together. Um and what do you have this... You have this episode's often misidentified? Yeah, because I was trying to Google it, and mm-hmm. everywhere it was called LA at last, but IMDb, it's Hollywood at last. Hmm, confusing. So it has two names. Mm. I think it's Hollywood, though, is the real title. Hollywood? Yes. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, I realized that I love I Love Lucy. Yeah. It I really, love Lucy. I love Lucy. It really holds up. It does. It's <laughs> very funny, and... Very sort of like scandalous almost in a lot of ways, like, especially for 1955. Yeah, like it feels very modern, and I feel like we talked about this, um, in our mom series we when did. we talked about Lucy that it like it feels so much more modern than like leave it to Beaver or like anything else like that. Like, you could put this on television now, I mean, it still is, but it's just like it's I straight up lol'd like it was, it was, it was great, it was yeah. hilarious. Um, so. Also, I just want Lucy's eyelashes for the rest of my life. I was saying that when we started. Like, this was a moment in time where women, like, did the face. Like, when they said, I'm going to put my face on, like, they meant it. They did it. Like, it's borderline clown. Yeah. I mean, and also she's on television, so it's probably heightened. But it's like, you know she was wearing fake lashes every single day. Yeah, they look very obvious. Yeah, but they're great. I, like, I was into it. But Ethel, not really. Not so much. No. Um, You know who did have a great Hollywood look? Fred <laughs> with his like neckerchief. It was a it was a beatnik look. Mm-hmm. It was so good. I I had a second where I was like, Am I Fred? And then I <laughs> then in future scenes I was like, No, we are Lucy and Ethel. Yeah. Like this is a fangirl episode. Yes. And I'm glad we picked it. Yes. So basically Ricky is there because they're going to like again make a movie out of his act. Um, and he gets invited to go to the studio for lunch. No, they do not invite anyone else. So, Lucy and Ethel and Fred go to the Brown Derby. Now, the Brown Derby, I have been obsessed with, like, for a while. I don't know why. I don't either. Um, I, when I first moved here, I got really into, like, L.A. and Hollywood history, and the Brown Derby comes up, like, time and why time again. Why aren't there anymore? Where did but they go? I don't know. They they lasted, like, through the 80s. There were multiple. It was it was a chain, but it was an L.A. chain, and the original Brown Derby restaurant looked like a hat. <laughs> Guys, I want to go somewhere that, like, looks like the Did name they of the restaurant. Did they have one at Disney World for a while? They might in have. The studios? Mm-hmm. It was very... It's, like, iconic. The other thing that the Roundup Derby is known for, other than being, like, a celebrity hotspot, much like Perino's, mm-hmm. they invented the Cobb salad. That's <laughs> insane to me because I feel like that's, like, almost a universal salad. I love a good Cobb. And, like, I don't know. Everything about this was just, like, right up my alley. So they go to the Brown Derby because they know that it is, like... Where everyone eats. And they got lucky enough to be there during a time when there were like f- five celebrities eating lunch. Yeah, and it was one of those places. I think it kind of started this where it was like the caricatures yes. of the celebrities like not the palm the wall. Yeah, the Palm restaurant does that. Which everywhere. I was wondering be- is Lucille Ball actually on that wall somewhere? She probably was, and they just like weren't talking about it. Maybe. I mean, she was a huge star. I would I wouldn't yeah. think that she was. So, they go there and L- Lucy and Ethel are losing their goddamn minds. And like And there's there's a a, like voiceover that's like telephone telephone for and they just name a celebrity and they mm-hmm. lose their minds <laughs> yeah. but also did restaurants really do that I hope so oh, humiliating yeah I was like telephone for Gregory Gregory Peck and I was like ooh ooh yeah. Atticus Finch <laughs> but they're just like on a high alert yeah. <laughs> looking for people trying to be cool <laughs> and they're not cool <laughs> like Ethel ends up tapping someone's shoulder to ask like what one of the portraits is mm-hmm. and it's like that woman yeah it's Eve like Arden yes thank you so Eve Arden was actually in Mildred Pierce and she won an Oscar for Mildred Pierce the same year that Joan Crawford won the Oscar for Mildred Pierce and I was just like bringing it all to my loves (laughs) like yes and then a young gentleman sits in the booth next to them yes William Holden. Yes. Sunset Boulevard. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was nominated for Sunset Boulevard. He did not win. Oh. He did later win an, an Oscar. It's also Sabrina, for else. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. He did win an Oscar for something else. Um, and he and Lucy actually were in Like movies. two movies together. Yes. Um, in the 40s, I believe. But, so, Lucy's like trying to be cool and like catch a glance at him and William Holden's like, you know, it'd be funny if I did what fans do to me. So he just like stared at her longingly and observed her and freaked her out. <laughs> yes. And she's eating spaghetti and meatballs, which is obviously the worst thing to eat in front of <laughs> anyone. Never get it on a date. Terrible I feel date like food. Lucy only would eat spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And so she's super uncomfortable. He's staring at her the whole time and she's like, we got, we got to go. We got to get the check. Like she doesn't say anything to him. As they're leaving, she runs into a waiter who is carrying a giant pie, which then proceeds to get splattered all over William Holden. She is mortified. They leave. He's just covered in pie. (laughs) Physical comedy, physical comedy at it's, its best. So much pie, like a like a cream, so much pie, yeah, like a banana cream or something. It all was over just him, just whipped cream in a pan, yeah. Which like there is, was like, no pie, which is like what pie was like when you would do like the yeah. stunt gag. Anyway, so of course William Holden is having a meeting with, with Ricky, Ricky. <laughs> with Ricky Ricardo. So he gets back to the studio. The woman is like, "Oh, we sent you up this jacket." And she's like, "How did you get covered in so much pie?" Um, and Ricky then comes in in. <laughs> A Don Juan costume that is just a knight in shining armor? I was confused by that. I don't know. Um, Anything, you know, basically they have a conversation about this costume. Ricky's like, you know, I got to get home. Can I call my wife? William Holden, being a lovely man, offers to give Ricky a ride back to his hotel under the guise that he will bring him. And Ricky's like, would you mind coming up to meet my wife? She's a huge (laughs) fan of yours. Um, so having no idea, yes. they go. Mm-hmm. Ricky tells Lucy to like leave the bedroom with the twin beds. Yes. Like, hey, William Holden is here. And she freaks out mm-hmm. and tries to get out of it. She hides in a corner at one point. Mm-hmm. And then she does finally reveal herself in the living room with a semi-disguise on. Yes. She has like a nose made out of putty mm-hmm. that she, for some reason, packed. Right, which always reminds me of The Simpsons um, when Bart... Is a yeah, one shop and He has his like chin and fake nose, and they're stuck on him. Yes, um, and so she comes out and she's like, "All right, I I figured out a solution. I'm going to trick William Holden. He's not going to remember me." Her hair's up in a cool wrap. She looked great, um, and of course, just immediately her nose gets all like like it keeps up. moving. <laughs> yeah, and at one point. It catches on fire. Yeah, because they go to light a cigarette, and it catches on fire. And so she has to put it out in her cup of coffee, and the jig is up. She has to reveal herself. And Ricky's, like, very confused as to, like, why, like, what's going on. And William Holden, again, being a lovely man doesn't give her away. He doesn't tell Ricky that yeah. she splattered pie all over him. He's like, oh, I remember you from the Brown Derby because I asked the waiter to figure out who you were because I thought you had a future in pictures. And I was just like, oh. and she was like so flattered about how nice he was. She gives him a huge kiss, <laughs> yeah. which made me gasp. I'm, I've am i been gasping a lot lately. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I loved it. I loved this episode. It was genuinely funny. hmm Very genuinely funny. And I think for a desperation level, it's pretty low because they do go to L.A., sure, but they're there for a long time. Like, they've settled. Yes, they've settled. <laughs> um, yeah, desperation level. Like they're not trying to save the show. This is very believable, very um, on brand. And it yeah. was like Ricky was like moving up in the world, and you know to do that at the time you gotta go to L.A. That's where that's where show business was. Yeah, you know I will say though they're the only New Yorkers that don't shit on Los Angeles. Yeah, between Seinfeld, Sex and the City. But when did that start? That hate? Yeah, because the episodes where they hate it are newer. True. In comparison, I Love Lucy. Hmm. I don't know. I wonder if it was like after the 60s because like L.A. in the 60s was so like. Yeah, they're pretty divided. Yeah, like bohemian and like whatever. And then New York was so buttoned up that I wonder if that's kind of when the tension started that to rise. to me. And also L.A. was like still becoming at this time. Like L.A. was not that big of a city, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just kind of like getting started. Hmm. I wonder. We should do a little research. Yeah. But guys, watch it. Yeah. Watch I'm a, it. Please. I now am obsessed with Lucille Ball. Like, we've talked about it before, but total badass. Yeah. And just like really funny. Really, really funny. Like ahead of her time. Super physical, you know, comedian. And like Ricky's like a great fall guy. Like he's so flat, you know, pretty and much. And has great facial expressions. Great facial expressions. Ethel and Fred, amazing. Like yeah. I just I love it. I love it. I love I Love Lucy. <laughs> I can't say it enough. Appropriately titled television show. Kudos. Um, so that's it. I think that's it. We're we're back from vacation. We're back from vacation. We're back in the in the real world. You know, if you, I would love to know people's opinions of LA. I will say, like, my opinion of LA has changed dramatically, like, since moving here. I think if you'd asked me like ten years ago or even fifteen years ago, like, why I would be living in LA, I'd be like, what happened? But I love it here. It's yeah, great. I feel Like, I've always kind of had the same opinion, yeah. It it doesn't matter, like, it's not the city, it's like who you're hanging out with for sure. Like, which that's I mean, but that could be anywhere. I was just gonna say, you could probably, <laughs> but, say but that I feel about like anything. LA, especially, it depends on who you're hanging out with, definitely, <laughs> because there are some fake people around here. There are some fake people. I will say that episode of Sex in the City was like, oh, yeah, that time in LA really existed. Like, when I moved here in 2009, it was kind of the end of that time of like. Super fake, glitzy, yeah. really tan, really blonde. I think it would have been fun to visit here, though, during, like, the heyday of, like, early 2000s low-rise jeans. Right? It was a thing. A lot of satin. Yeah. Um. I just drove by Alberta Ferretti yesterday. Whole window. Satin dresses. And oh. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> What's happening? Um. All right. So... That's it for our vacation series. Yeah, we did it. I've enjoyed going on vacation with you. It was fun. We survived. We did. We survived. We're We're stronger. (laughs) We're stronger. Um, So as always, guys, you know, you can check us out on Instagram, Fangirl Friday's podcast, or on Twitter, FGF podcast. Email us. Tell me if I'm wrong about Seinfeld. Tell me if I'm wrong yeah. about Sex and the City. How do you feel about Kramer? How do you feel about Kramer? Is Elaine the best part? I think so. Yeah. But tell um, us. Yeah. And I think we're going to try to get some hot deals for Christmas on our thread list Ooh, yeah. uh, page. Merch and store. we'll announce it via social medias. Ooh. Um, you, so you should probably follow us. Yeah. Awesome. Instagram. Fangirl Fridays podcast. Yeah. And if you're, you know, in the giving mood, we always appreciate a, a charming reveal. It yeah. doesn't have to be charming. A you Christmas just, gift. A Christmas gift. If you want to give us a gift, just give us that. We would yeah. appreciate it. So until next Friday, guys. Bye. Bye. Van Fangirl Fridays is brought to you by TV Time. Download the TV Time app to track the shows you love and react to your favorite television moments.